0: Hey there. Welcome to First Five. If you're looking for encouragement, you came to the right place. Let's dive in. So over time, one of the things I've realized is that I'm not actually as patient as I thought. I'm not as patient as I thought I was. Um, and I actually think that I'm, I, I'm pretty patient. Over the last 18 to 24 months, I feel like God has really done something unique in me. Like he's he's really... Trained out a lot of my ambition. Don't get me wrong; I'm still very ambitious, but he's really trained out, weeded out a lot of the ambition that, like, I held so deeply in my soul that really was like attached to my character. And then he's really shaped me and molded me into a person who values contentment and simplicity. Those are things that have become paramount in my life. Like, those are things that have become very big deals to me and yet and still you would think that would make me a more patient person right like, you, you would think that that when I'm sitting and waiting for something, I could wait just a little bit longer. I'd be more patient with people when they don't get back to me in the time in which I, I want them to get back to me. You think I'd be more patient at home, you know what I'm saying, when my kids aren't doing what I want them to do. You think I'd be more patient with my wife when she's not doing what, what I've asked or what I wanted her to do or whatever. You think I'd be more patient as a person. But I'm coming to this understanding, and I just wanted to kind of be honest and real with y'all today, like i'm not as patient as i thought i was and i was looking through as i as that thought came into my mind i was looking through different verses about patience in the bible and i came across a passage of scripture that that truly talks about the glory to come it talks about heaven it talks about about the hope of glory the hope of jesus the hope of eternity with god but i think it can be applied to really just Having an enduring patience in general, I feel as if I could use some more patience. And maybe today you're in that same boat and you could use a little bit more patience too. So I want to read it to you. Let's look at Romans 8, verses 18 to 25. And it says this Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has. Promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Man, that's so Good. I want to start even just from the top where it says, yet what we suffered now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Another translation says our present sufferings cannot compare to the glory that will be later revealed. And yet, how often do you and I get stuck in the present suffering? What we're going through, the situation that we're going through, how our lives are currently being lived. Like how often do we get stuck in the present suffering and we miss what God is going to do in the future? We get stuck in what's happening in the now, in the crazy, and the chaos of the moment. And we try to rush past the moment instead of resting in the tension, knowing that God is with us, knowing that God is walking with us each and every day. He is guiding us to where he's calling us to. and all of creation is groaning, waiting eagerly. So one of the things that this verse does and this passage does is that it gives me a little hope to let me know that I'm not alone, that all of creation is waiting. Now, waiting patiently, I I can't speak for everybody. I I can speak for myself. I'm impatient. I want things to be right now. Like I I I want all the issues, all the things that are wrong in my life, I want the best version of it now. I, I want I want to have the career that I want now. I want to have the, the future that I want now. I want to have the house that I want now. I want to have the opportunities that I want now. And what I do often, so often, is I try to rush my way past the season that I'm in in order to get to where I feel like God wants me to go. Yes, He's called me to it. Yes, I feel a sense of calling toward an area, but that doesn't mean I need to push my way through in order to get there. Maybe you find yourself in that same situation at work, in your home. You you want the the, the, the job that you've always longed for. You want the career you've always longed for. You want the opportunities you've always longed for in the house, and the car that you've always longed for. And you're in a season of struggle or a season of high stress frankly you're just in a season of of waiting waiting on the next thing waiting for God to come through in a particular area and your waiting is not very patient but let this be an encouragement to you today is that you are not alone all of creation is waiting for things to be made right for things to be made new we must wait patiently We were given this hope, this hope of glory when we were saved. Yes, the hope of future glory, the hope of heaven. We were given that hope when we were saved. When we we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the hope of eternity, the hope of eternity. You have that to look forward to eternity with Jesus. But we were given this hope when we were saved. So we have hope not only for eternity, Jesus, but hope for a better future. Bible tells us on earth as it already is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven is what we pray. So, God, we want the Lord to bring some of the goodness and the grace and the splendor of heaven into our lives now. But it's in his timing, not ours. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope. Isn't that true about your life? when you already have the thing that you want. There's there's no need to hope anymore. Where, where, where's the hope? That's how we get self-sufficient. That's how we find ourselves in this pla- these places of self-sufficiency because we've lost our hope. We've lost our ability to hope, our ability to wait, to long even for more from God and then wait patiently for the more to be fulfilled. We get what we need and then we get real steady. We get real confident. Not in a God-confidence way, in a self-confidence way that we can continue to complete the thing that, we, that we've that we been called to do. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got the job. I got the house, I've got the kids, I've got the car, I've got everything. So I don't know if I need the Lord anymore. I don't have to necessarily be in this position of hoping and longing anymore. And actually, this is what we've been called to. If you already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. See, there is a beauty in hope. There is a beauty in waiting. There is a beauty in having hope for the future. And I think our impatience at times strips us of the hope that we should have. Our impatience strips us of the hope that we should have a hope for a better day, a hope for a better life, a hope for the Lord to come through and move in power. But we have to wait. If there's something that we're longing for, we have to wait and we have to wait patiently and we have to wait confidently and we have to trust that God has us in the palm of his hands, that he's leading us, that he's our good shepherd, that he's guiding us to where it is that we're called to go. We have to have hope and maybe if you're just like me, your impatience is killing your hope because you've been waiting and waiting and you haven't seen it come through yet. Well, here's the encouragement. Trust the Lord your God. Trust that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Trust that he has your best interests at heart. Trust that he will never leave you or forsake you. Trust that the Lord is faithful to do exactly what he said that he would do, that he's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. If he said it, it will come to you pass so let's work toward an increase of patience today let's ask the lord for a deeper level of patience so that we can begin to hope again and long again for a future day where wrongs are made right and things that have been broken are made whole i really hope that that encouraged you today we'll talk soon